So our show is called A Song Can Change Your Life. And A, do you even believe that? Is that your phone ringing? It was, I will That's great. It She's fired, Jared. <laughs> She's fired. Can we get somebody else? Have you written any songs, Jared? Oh my goodness. Jared, I can't work like this. Can you call Mike? Maybe Mike has written a song that we can talk about. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Great. All right, back at it. Three, two. Hi, everyone, and welcome to A Song Can Change Your Life, a podcast where we talk with one songwriter about one of their songs one-on-one. Our show is powered by Home by Dark, a concert experience like no other. To learn how a song can change your life, visit homebydark.com. My name is James, and on this episode, we caught up with performing songwriter Victoria Banks. Victoria has written songs for Sarah Evans, Jessica Simpson, and many more. She was the 2010 Canadian Country Music Association Female Artist of the Year and has been a friend of Home by Dark for over 10 years. Today, we're talking about her powerful song, Hello Heart. Hello Heart, my old friend. It's good to have you back again And beating there in my chest Yes, I know you're scared to death I promise you can stay It's James here with A Song Can Change Your Life, and my guest today is Victoria Banks, who has become a friend, um, played a lot of Home by Dark shows, and she's here in town tonight. Uh, Victoria, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, I've always been a, a fan, from the first time I met you, of of, of your music, how you write, and, um, and then getting to know you. Um, it's just been a real pleasure, and, and you're, you're truly one of my favorite songwriters, so it's always fun mm-hmm. to have folks like you do this. So I love asking this as a warm-up question for everybody, is our tagline is the song can change your life, and, and, um, and I think the obvious answer to this is yeah, yeah, but have, have, has that happened to you, both, both your own songs and as well as st- songs on the outside that, that have influenced you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, songs change my life every day as a listener. Um, so that's one aspect of it. You know, it changes my mood, my perspective, um, uh, and and it just you know a song can happen in a moment when you need it most, and mm. it not comes through your car radio or or whatever. And so there's you know obviously that side of it, but I think for me as a creative, as a songwriter, songs have changed my life in a way that brought it depth because. Um, I mean, you're forced to look at your own vulnerabilities. You're forced to pour out your heart when you're when you're doing it right. That's what mm-hmm. you're doing, and uh, you share things in in this really vulnerable way. And when you do that, somehow it's like wisdom reveals itself to you. I think, and mm-hmm. and I think through that process for me, I've found a connection with what I like to call source, whatever you mm-hmm. call it, you can call it God, mm-hmm. you can call it the universe, you can call it whatever, mm-hmm. but I like to call it source mm-hmm. with a capital S. And I feel like um, there have been many times in my songwriting process where I feel like I'm just, I just have to get out of the way mm-hmm. and trust and the ideas come through. And sometimes the lyric or the melody will just 
reveal itself right. um, in this crazy way. And it can also happen in co-writing situations, which is really wild when that happens, right. when you have someone else who's on the same wavelength as you. And I've had that happen where we'll all of a sudden have the same melody and yeah. we bring it to each other. And was, wow, we were writing the same song and we didn't even know it, yeah. you know, the same idea, the same concept. Um, so I really feel like that has deepened my trust in the idea that uh, we are connected to something bigger than us. And um, it's shown it to me in a concrete way many times. And that's comforting to me because then it takes the responsibility off me to be the source, which is a right. huge responsibility, especially writing every day. You know, yeah. it's like, how do you do that? I'm not that smart. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I got a friend who's, who writes and he says, um, he says to, to write, you have to become a really good listener. Mm-hmm. And so I remember uh, we were talking about a, a particular song that had moved both of us. And he and he said something like, yeah, I guess I just wasn't listening that day when it was sent. You know, so mm-hmm. this idea that th- the ideas are out there and mm-hmm. the melodies are out there. And you have to, as a songwriter, attune yourself yeah. to absorb them. And yeah. then process them. Yeah. Filter through you. There's different ways that I like to look at it. Like sometimes I think about it as like being the faucet and the water comes through mm. and it's just my job to keep the faucet working and cl- keep it clear and, and, and open it up. Um, and other times it feels like you're, um, an archeologist and you're, and you're, you've got a brush and you're uncovering a, a giant dinosaur mm. in the ground and you uncover a little piece of the corner and you think, Oh, that must be this. And then you yeah. uncover a little bit more. And it's like, Oh no, wait, it's something else. And then you keep uncovering and then it's this big thing you couldn't even have imagined by the time yeah. you're done. Yeah. So yeah. That vulnerability you talk about is when you started writing in Nashville, um, were you always sort of, did it, I, I know you sort of progress as a writer, but when you first started writing, were you, were you willing to do that? Be that vulnerable, or were you just trying to write pop stuff? And I don't know that I was conscious about. It. I don't think I was. I, I was pretty cocky, frankly. <laughs> I mean, I came to town thinking, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I've written a few songs, and I'm pretty good at it, right. and and I've got, can take the world by, by the right. horns. And and you know, I was young and and didn't have any reason to understand how hard it actually is. And um, and so just kind of went into it with ignorance, which can also work, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think as time went on and I was, had the blessing and curse of my job requires me to be in that writing chair four or five days a week and write, write, write. And all of the things that you go through in living a life, yeah. you know, you go, you go through tragedies and traumas and you realize that you can't just, you know, grin and bear it and not talk about that when you're when you're being creative you got to dig down and and be honest about yeah. what you're feeling and what you're going through and and then when you're collaborating you you do that in in harmony with other people and it's almost like a therapy session sometimes mm-hmm. um we we laugh and we cry mm-hmm. writing and it's very cleansing when you are struggling with things and, and you don't know what to do about it and you, you don't know how, what perspective to have on, on a situation and you can talk it through and look at it from different angles and play different roles in your song and, mm. um, and it just sometimes opens that up for you. So I think I've discovered that as time went on, that that yeah. was a necessity. Yeah, well, the songs, that, the songs that affect me are the ones I think, as I'm listening, going, wow, this came from a real honest, vulnerable space from the, from the writer. Yeah. And, um, and those are the, a lot of those other songs that when I say a song can change your life are the ones that do that. And, mm-hmm. um, and the one I want to talk about with you that you've written um, today that did that for me, literally from the first time I heard it, 
um, was Hello Heart. Mm. And um, where did that, how did the idea originate? Was it a solo write by yourself? And, and for when, how, did, how did it germinate? How did you develop that idea? Well, it was a combination of a solo write and a write with two of my dearest friends. It was interesting how it happened. Um, I was on a retreat with Phil Barton and Emily mm-hmm. Shackleton. Mm-hmm. I know Emily yep. has played Home by Dark yep. before. And uh, we're, we write a lot together. We just click, and we really get along, and we have no secrets. We've just bared our souls many times together. And so we decided to put ourselves in a retreat situation, and we rented a cabin in the Smoky Mountains oh, for three days. Nice. And we figured, well, well, there'll be nothing to do but talk and write and eat and sit by the <laughs> fire and walk. And that's what all we did. It, yeah. yeah. And so by, I, I think, you know, three days into it, we'd written – seven songs at this point. I mean, they were just pouring out of us and it was not hard at all. And, um, and I woke up on the third morning, which was the last day of the retreat. And the first verse of hello heart just flooded into my head in this immediate way. And it was, it was bizarre. It was almost like, I think I, I don't know how, how it happened. I think I might've been just lying there and listening to my heartbeat Hmm. in this cabin and thinking, hello heart. (laughs) And then thinking back on some of the things that I'd been through that broke that heart and Mm. thinking about appreciating that sound of it beating and the words just started to come out of Mm. the first few lines and, uh, and it started to come so quickly that it was almost like a, a panicking to try trying and keep, to keep up, up with it. Yeah. And I was singing it into a recorder and trying to write it down. And, and I grabbed my guitar. I had like a, two verses at this point in my head. And I ran downstairs and, and Phil and Emily had just woken up. And I was like, guys, 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 no breakfast. Come on. We got, <laughs> I got something. I got Get something. Work. And I sang them what I had. And they were like, whoa, whoa, okay, keep going. What, what else can we do here? Wow. And, um, and they kind of helped me finish the finish it out um but yeah that was one of those delivered to me things that came very quickly a little tape a little glue not exactly quite brand new but good enough to get me by at least just for today if i look out for number one we'll take tomorrow Bill had his little recording rig set up, very basic. Uh, Emily had her keyboard. I had my guitar. And so we recorded a, um, a I think it was Emily and, and I playing together, guitar and keyboard, and then I sang it and she sang the harmonies. And so we, you know, by, by two hours into it, we had the whole thing done. Uh, and that was, it, there was magic on that, on yeah. that recording when you capture that, that moment, uh, was very simple but it just had the magic and, and then you translated the demo to your project yes to my project um and did it so how did it change from that demo idea to the recording was it pretty very similar or? it was very similar the only thing we really changed was i mean we used the exact same guitar lick um i hired a string player to come in and play he actually played all the different stringed instruments and just kind mm-hmm. of layered them over over top of each other and um, so there's some beautiful strings on, on there. 
but I wanted to keep it as simple as that. And, and on the original demo, we had the sort of heartbeat drum beat going yeah. underneath, yeah. And, and that was in there too. Did you serve, did you serve as producer on the on recording, or how did that? Yeah, um, I, I co-produced it with Park Chisholm in Nashville. Mm-hmm. He and I made the, my whole Indigo record together, and it was a really fun project. It was mostly a built thing, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like have the whole band in there and do it all at once, yeah. like my other records were. This is... You know, build it, layer it up. We played a lot of the instruments and then hired out here and there, the string right. guy and that kind of thing. It's such, it's such a personal song. And so I'm always curious this when you have something that personal um, that is so close to you, mm-hmm. when you do hire out like a string player, are you are you trusting enough, trusting behind the right person going, okay, I'm going to let go, <laughs> let this person interpret this? Or are you, are you, are you, going, are you like, hey, I really need you to do this? Well, I think the the big part of that decision is in who you're going to bring in, and, right. and it's kind of like what you do with with um, Home by Dark, where you bring in songwriters that have heart and play from that place and write from that place. And so I I'll, I try to bring in players yeah. that are going to play from that place, and they'll get it, and yeah. they're not just playing a chart. Yeah. They're hearing the song, they know what the song means, and then they're playing from that. Yeah. And so um, then you're in this beautiful spot where you can just let them go and see what they do. And quite often you're just blown away yeah. and by that. And it takes it to an even higher level yeah. than, than you would have thought if you had been, you know, micromanaging. Yeah. Have done yeah. The same. You give them their own brush to paint with. And yeah. It's like, wow, that's yeah. Yeah. It, and it becomes bigger than you. Yeah, exactly. And what's powerful about this one, which which we've done a few of these uh, interview podcasts, but this is the first one where the uh, the video component that you did with this song, to me, um, is is so powerful. I I, I almost tell people when I'm, when I'm talking about this song, go see the video, mm-hmm. and and not that the song by itself can't stand alone by itself, but what you did on the video. And you can explain to who's listening to this now what, what you did on the video, but it, it takes the song to a whole different dimension to when I go back and listen to it now um, on my phone or uh, however, it uh, it elevated the song to me, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, and the video was your idea as well. Yeah. Yeah, I actually got that idea driving down to one of the, one right. of the shows that, you want that credit. we did down <laughs> here. It's true. It just came into the top of my head, just like a song idea does. But um, it, uh, yeah, the song can, if you take it literally, seems like, I guess, recovering from the heartache of mm-hmm. a breakup. But to me, having gone through different things in my life, loss of family members, um, infertility, uh, divorce, abusive relationships all these different sources of, of pain, I, uh, it makes me think about what it feels like to, ha- to start to feel your heart beating again after you come through a really deep season of trauma in your life. And that, that feeling of, oh, it's coming back. Mm-hmm. I've got it back. It's strong and it's still there and I'm, I'm finding it again. And um, so to, to me, when I think about that, it makes me think about all these different kinds of trauma that can happen to people. And, and everyone's got their own baggage everyone's got their own wound and you never know where they're coming from in their in their journey uh 
from looking at someone. And I've always loved that um, quote, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Mm. And that quote just came into my head and I thought, I want to make the video for this song based on that quote. And I want to put the quote up there at the beginning. And then I just want it to be a montage of people standing there holding up signs that say what their wound is and what their battle is, what their hurt is. And then I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to get people that are willing to do that? And you said you had friends at the first do it. How did you, how do you get, that's a tough thing to do. Yes, it's a big ask. Put their face on camera (laughs) with a sign that says, you know, drugs or alcohol, whatever. That's you must have really good friends. I do. And I honestly, I didn't know if people were going to say yes, but the way that I approached it was to send them the song and to say, this is the quote that I want to base the video on, and here's the idea that I have in my head for it, and would you be willing to represent for something uh, that you've experienced? And, and I had friends spe- that had gone through specific things that right. I talked to them specifically about those things, and I said, you know, I think some people are going to be out there seeing this video, and I want them to be able to feel like they see themselves represented yeah, in there. Yeah, that's me, yeah. Yeah. Um, and would you be willing to do that? And if not, totally fine. Yeah. Uh, no pressure, you know. And uh, so many of them stepped up, and then they volunteered their friends and other people. And then there were some organizations that got involved and said, "We'll send someone to represent for eating disorders," or mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so uh, there are people in there who are complete strangers, but they submitted their little video clip from their iPhone that you know by email, and it came in, and I edited the whole thing together, and and then. Ultimately, I knew that I couldn't ask a bunch of people to do this if I wasn't willing to do it. So at the end of the video, I held up my own sign. And and so my sign says, my beautiful mother committed suicide. And so I I told people that as well, that I was going to be holding my own Mm -hmm. sign. Um, And yeah, it just came together into this montage. and, And I really love it. There's so much beauty in watching these people... They're so strong to mm. do that. And there's some signs that are hard to hold up in that video. That's the thing, Victoria. So, it's like it's 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 tough at points to look at that person and, and read their wound, their yeah. their brokenness. But there's a hopefulness in that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think it's I think it's that that hearkening back to yeah, I've I've been broken, crushed, stomped on. But yet my heart still beats. Yeah. It's still there. Mm-hmm. And there, there's that thread of hope, which mm-hmm. to me, those are the songs, a lot of the reasons songs move me is that a thread of hope in the darkest of circumstances. Yeah. Which yeah. is, and then you're right that the cap on that is you at the end of that video saying, it, 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 you visually symbolizing what songwriters do in, when they're creating songs, the best ones to me, is you're, is you're saying, here it is, my my greatest vulnerability, mm-hmm. is scars and all. This is this is me, and man, it's a powerful thing. It's a it's Thank a you. it's a powerful thing, and um, I think it's timeless. I really do, and it's powerful. And, and so yeah, so when I that tagline, a song can change your life, Hello Heart has changed mine because um, again, it it uh, we've all we've all got those 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 wounds, those those brokenness. You've, you've taken that and turned it into a thing that there's the hope hope is stronger than that broken that, that broke me so 
Thank you, Victoria Banks, for writing Hello Heart. <laughs> Thank you, James. Hello Heart, my old friend. It's good to have you back again and beating back in my chest. Yes, I know you're scared death. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Our audio engineer is Jerry Knable. Theme music by Jim Hedinger. To learn how a song can change your life, go to homebydark.com.